Welcome to the new My Football Club podcast. Hello and welcome to the new My Football Club podcast. I'm your host, Augustine Sasso. You can email me at augustine.sasso at myfootballclub.co.uk. Wednesday, I had the pleasure of speaking with Chris Evans, press officer of Chelmsford City FC. He gave an excellent overview of the current squad and then talks a little about the history of the club. We also talk about getting to the grounds and some of the things to do in Chelmsford. I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Here now is Mr. Chris Evans. So, um, Chris, first of all, uh, thank you very much for uh, taking the time to, uh, you know, take this phone call and um, answer answer my questions. Um, uh, what I'd like to know is uh, just a couple of things about the team, you know, about the town, uh, ahead of uh, this Saturday's match, which is a big match. So, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So maybe we can talk a little bit about, um, you know, the, the current team, uh, you know, for myself who doesn't know and maybe for some of the fans um, you know a couple of the stars or uh, uh, absolutely know. yeah I mean um, we've got we've got quite a strong squad um, it's not great in terms of numbers um, when you get a couple of injuries you certainly know about it um, but we the, the small number of players that we do have they're all they're all capable of, of holding down a regular first team place um, and when they're all fit, we, we like to think we've got one of the best squads in the league, if not the best. Um, so promotion certainly has been the aim all season. Um, what we've run through, running away with it a little bit at the top now, it's looking less likely that we're going to achieve first place, although we're still going for it. Um, the team itself, um, like I say, every, every player is capable of... of um, feeling justified in having a, pl- a place in the starting eleven. Uh, going back for the goalkeeper, James Pullen, he's a regular. He's played in uh, every league game that he's been available for this season, I think. Uh, he did have a brief suspension period and uh, a, a, well, I think he had one injury earlier in the season. Um, but apart from that, he's been pretty, pretty solid. Um, the full-backs, um, particularly at right-back Ben Nunn, he's um, been, been almost ever-present apart from a foot injury earlier in the season. He's a very good young player. Um, and, and one of the uh, most improved players this season. And that left that, we've had various different uh, names there during the course of the year. But, but Kurt Robinson, who's there at the moment, he's um, he's fairly um, he's, he's fairly settled in, in the number three shirt now. He's, he's come in from um, a good pedigree as, as a youngster with Ipswich Town. Um, I think he was finding places in um, Russian and Diamonds team hard to come by, but um, they definitely rated him down there. He just wasn't getting in the team, so he's found himself to Chelmsford and uh, doing very well. Um, the centre-back pairings, um, there's not been many pairings. Again, they've been fairly settled. So Adam Tan and Sammy L. Ant tend to have the shirt most of the time. Uh, Adam Tan had a, a bit of a cheek injury at the start of the season, um, which made him miss a couple of our big FA Cup matches. But he's uh, got a wealth of experience for someone around, probably around the 30 years of age um, bracket. And, and Samuel Abs is, I think he's mid-20s. He's played um, almost every game this season. So the defence is very very solid. Uh, it's not kept as many clean sheets, perhaps, as last year's defence. 
but um, they're certainly capable of it, and particularly at home, uh, where they've only conceded a handful of goals so far. Uh, moving into midfield, uh, can't go much further than, than mentioning the captain, David Rainford, in the centre. Um, whenever we go and play another team, um, if ever they pick out a player of ours who they particularly like to have on their team, it's usually Dave Rainford. Um, he's been with us a few seasons now, very inspirational. Um, he's a great leader, but um, he can certainly play a bit of football as well. He's um, sort of box-to-box. Um, he, he likes to get involved in, in a bit of tackling towards the... Uh, towards his own goal, but he's, he's also um, currently our top scorer. Um, he takes a lot of penalties, but he also is capable of um, getting, getting in where it hurts and, and putting a, putting a tackle, t- tapping away at um, a crucial moment. So he's in the centre of midfield. Um, he's, he's usually flanked either side by John Martin and Matt Locke. Um, John Martin is, is, is in his 30s now, I believe. He's also got a lot of experience from clubs like Lake Norian. Um, some of the Top non-league teams such as um, Stevenage when they were there, uh, Grade Athletic when they were in their heyday. Um, he does a lot of unseen work. He, he sort of he sits just behind the other uh, midfielders and maybe uh, puts in the tackles, um, makes makes little passes that people don't necessarily notice, and uh, but they do notice him when he's not playing. So he's had a little spell out injured, but he's back now and um, seems to have coincided with a run of form in the team. Uh, Matt Lock, he's been with Chelmsford since the start of last season. Um, he actually moved across from the other side of the country in Bath when, where he was um, at university. Um, he's come in, he's, he's got a, a very good footballing head. Uh, he's quite versatile. Um, he's played in a lot of different positions, but he seems to have found a home in uh, midfield, uh, quite often in the centre, but also out on the right sometimes as well, uh, which has proved quite handy because of the fact that we've had a few winners injured recently um, so he's um, either usually on, in, in the centre of the field or on the right but he plays in a lot of games um, on the other flank um, like I said we've had a few injuries Anthony Cook um, has been potentially one of the players of the season he's he's out injured for the rest of the campaign unfortunately with a knee injury um, which has given opportunities to some other players um, such as Ricky Modest and Takumi Aki uh, Ricky Modest comes through the youth and reserve teams um, he's, he's again another promising youngster uh, long hair a bit like Bob Marley uh, <laughs> he's, um, he's, he's again one of the most improved players this season he's got a lot of, a lot of skill uh, which means that he can sometimes play up front as well uh, Takumi Aki he's a bit more diminutive figure um, you probably uh, probably guess from the uh, from the name he's from Japan but uh, yes, yes. enamoured himself to the fans quite quickly um, since joining at the start of the season uh, he missed a lot of last year through injury uh, when he was at Newport County, I think he suffered an injury in the first couple of games. But um, last year he definitely improved, uh, input, impressed rather, the Newport um, supporters in the short time he had there. Uh, he came to Chelmsford and made a quick impact. He's got a lot of skill, a lot of pace, uh, a bit very tricky. So um, he's one of the wingers contending for a place. Uh, and up front, we've got um, an- another few few decent players there. We've got um, a sign in Wayne Gray who's um, made a reputation for himself with Southend United, um, Lake Norian, Yeovil, um, Cambridge United. He's, um, he's not necessarily someone who'll get you a hat-trick in every game, but he's, uh, he's a very a burly target man. He, he obviously, people, other, other people, the more um, poaching players, feed off of him. He wins a lot of headers, very strong. Uh, Waving with a fair few goals himself, but um, he, um, he's arrived in the last month or so and has made a couple of man-of-the-match performances and he's impressed the fans quite quickly. 
um, something different in Rob Edmonds. Rob Edmonds is um, he's in his early 20s. Uh, he's just making his way in the game after um, a spell in the US where he was doing some, um, some sports coaching and, and some university work. So he uh, wants about six foot eight, six foot nine. So um, teams need to be wary of him. He's got, he's got something slightly different. Uh, strangely, his strength isn't actually in the air for someone so big, but he's got um, the old cliche is that he's got two good feet for a big man. Um, he started to find himself playing 90 minutes now. Um, fitness was a question mark over him uh, when he first started playing um, because he was, wasn't quite used to this level. Um, but now he's, he's um, matured quite a lot and learned a lot of the players he's been playing alongside. And uh, just recently he's, he's forged a bit of a partnership with Wayne Gray up front. He's been playing a lot more than 90 minutes. Um, also supporting those, um, possibly back on Saturday, will be Billy Bricknell. Um, he played... Um, a lot of the games he's been available for, but just recently, um, around six weeks ago, he had a, a nasty um, an injury in, in the game at Bromley, uh, which kept him out for around six weeks. Um, but he's he's a uh, hard-working forward. He'll chase everything. He's also a good goal scorer as well. So he's got that to back that up. And uh, yeah, so we've got a lot of decent players on the bench as well, ready to come in. Um, and it, all, it makes uh, picking the team quite difficult for the manager playing penny father. Yeah, well, uh, you know, the, the team itself um, has been on an upward curve, right, for the past uh, two or three seasons, uh, as I can see. And, uh, you know, last year, right, they made it to the playoffs and unfortunately lost. And so this year, the same thing. Um, uh, it's, it's definitely a tough team. I, I realize um, you have an ex-fleet player, John Martin, Right. Did, did you mention him? Yeah, John Martin, yes, yeah, he's, yes. a, he's a brilliant player. Um, he, he like I said earlier, he does a lot of unseen work. He um, he doesn't grab the headlines very often. I think he must have only scored about two or three goals for Chelsea in, in the uh, one and a half season he's been here. But um, he's a very small player. He he's, must be a nightmare to play against. Um, he puts in his tackles, makes short passes, not necessarily the 40-yard defence-splitting passes, but short ones that keep the side knitted together in the centre of midfield. Um, and he's, he provides a decent um, contrast to some of the other midfielders we've got who's, who are a little bit more creative. Um, some of the hard work he puts in in unsettling the opposition's players and uh, keeping possession, it brings out the best in, in the players around him who have perhaps got a bit more attacking flair. And um, he's definitely, uh, I think every team needs a player like John Martin, particularly if he got three central midfielders sometimes. Yeah. Well, no, no doubt uh, this Saturday's game is going to be a great game and it's going to be a tough match. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I, this won't be the last time I say it today when I talk to you, but, uh, you know, definitely, definitely a tough match. But uh, as I was saying before, so the team is on an upward curve and um, and I see that uh, the coach, Penny Feather, he's been here a few years. Um, has he been the only one sort of, you know, the architect of creating this team uh, and, and building it up? Uh, yeah, very much so. I mean, he's been an important part of the team for around the last five years. Um, a bit of background um, on the actual club itself as well as, as the playing staff. Um, Chelmsford um, used to play at a ground called New Rittle Street in Chelmsford, which was a good old-fashioned ground. Um, but there's been, uh, unfortunately, a history of mismanagement at the top. Um, with, with people uh, 
possibly thankfully not involved in the club anymore, but um, got the club in a lot of trouble where, whereby the ground had to be sold by the official receivers, uh, leaving, leaving the club homeless. So around 1997, um, the club found itself without a home and had to move uh, temporarily in with Malden Town, a local club, and then uh, more recently with Billericay Town, uh, we spent about um, around 10 years in exile, uh, just struggling to survive. So when um, the club returned to Chelmsford, to the ground we have now at Melbourne Stadium, um, in January 2006, um, the first season there was all about finding the, finding the supporters again, giving the supporters an opportunity to come and watch Chelmsford and familiarise themselves. And uh, there wasn't an awful lot of success in that first year, uh, or first half a season we were back. But... Um, we managed to, to bed in uh, with a lot of locals. There were some decent, very decent crowds uh, to start with. Uh, the first game back in Chelmsford was rumoured to have around 5,700 people in it, um, although the official attendance was somewhat um, less than that because the capacity was officially 3,000. But once we since we'd come back from that, we had half a season under Craig Edwards as manager. But then at the end of that campaign, I think the, re- the realisation locally was that Chelmsford were back and, and hopefully... Uh, looking to make another impact back on the county town people. Um, and that was particularly noticed by a, a guy called Jeff King, who was um, very successful with Candy Island, um, around 20 miles away. Um, got to, uh, Made some decent FA Cup runs with Candy, um, guided them up through the league into the top rung of non-league football. I think he was getting a bit frustrated with Candy, not having necessarily the same backing as some of the teams that were up there as well. Um, I think he was frustrated with the crowds and and I think he realised that Candy found their level at that, at, at the top uh, rung of, of non-league, and he was looking for a new challenge. Uh, he saw a lot more potential in Chelmsford, moved across to Chelmsford with Glenn Pennyfather uh, as his assistant. Uh, first season in the Ryman Premier Division, which is a division below what we're playing in now. Um, a lot of entertaining football, a lot of attacking football, um, not necessarily uh, winning 1-0 every week, but maybe winning five or six nil one week and then losing frustratingly three two the following week. So that didn't end in much more than a playoff um failure. But um we gradually uh, built up and got out of that division um in around two thousand eight uh, by winning the title and got to the level where we are now. Um Jeff King's first season as manager in the Blue Square South looks going according to plan around January of that year, um, when Chelsea were nine points clear at the top and looking to cruise their way at the first time of asking into the uh, to the conference national, but that all fell up, unfortunately. Uh, various no one's ever been able to put their finger exactly why, but that nine point lead disappeared, and Chelsea ended up scraping into the playoffs and, and going out in the semi finals. Um, I think Jeff became a little bit frustrated then with football, would look for a bit of time out, and, and handed the reins over to Glenn Penny for the last season. Um, which was his first season as outright manager. Uh, and Glenn, again, guided into the playoffs, which was an incredible achievement considering it was his first year as an actual manager in Rome right. Um, got to the playoffs, didn't get any further than the semi-finals. But this year, um, again, we've made progress. Every year since we've arrived in Chelsea, we've got a little bit... We've finished higher in the league the following each season uh, that's gone past. And last year, we finished third on goal games, um from the team that was second. Um, this year we are second as we speak um, and I, I think Glenn will tell you that at least where he wants to finish um, he's still got his eyes on that first place and uh, he's definitely managing to, to, to learn the ropes as a manager he's been there as an assistant manager for a number of years now and he knows the non-league game like, like um, 
like nobody else. Um, he's, he's bedding in now the manager in his own right, and he, he's looking to go into success as well. Wow, well, you know, if just put Epsley aside, um, this is really a great story, you know, and I like to hear that, you know, uh, hearing about a team coming back and then finding success and building on it, and, you know, you're, you're on an upward curve, and uh, it, it's a great story, you know. <laughs> Unfortunately, you know, we don't have to battle on Saturday, but... Even with that, uh, it's good to hear that. You know, that's always good for for football, and uh, you know, it's yeah. great for the fans. Um, sure. Uh, you know, so yeah, I, I mean, I, I like hearing those stories. Well, um, yeah, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yeah, no, no, it is, it is, um, and and stories like that are, are good. You know, even if uh, you know it's not, you're not a fan of that team. That's the way I see it. You know, it just shows how sure. how it can be done how it's done uh, right and how it's done well. Uh, well, if maybe we can shift gears a little bit. Uh, you talked a little bit about the history of the team. Um, well, tell me a little bit about the town, Chelmsford. This is this is kind of the, the, the part that I, I get enthused about. Um, <laughs> let's say I, I'm traveling. Well, let's say I'm going to the game on Saturday. Um, can you make any recommendations for uh, pubs, sightseeing, uh, Definitely. Um, I mean, Chelsea's got its fair share of places to go. Um, it's no Las Vegas. I don't think anyone locally will tell you it's uh, it's got any uh, massive historical significance. Chelsea, the town itself, um, it's, it's largely seen as a commuter town for people into London. Uh, the population okay. of Chelmsford has grown considerably over the last couple of decades. Um, and a lot of people um, have set up families quite recently. Um, in terms of actual landmarks, there's not a great deal although um, Chelmsford is the birthplace of radio. Guglielmo um, um, Marconi, I think is his, his name, a uh, very well, well-known worldwide person. I think the first ever radio broadcast was done in Chelmsford, and that's uh, something that the town's very proud of. Um, I say town, it's county town, although there is a football team called Chelmsford City playing in it, we are still officially a town. Um, every chance that we get to go for city status, we certainly go for that. Uh, Hammer and tongs, and uh, I know there's another one coming up soon, um, to go in 2012, another attempt to be City. Um, Chelsea City, so-called um, football club, um, is because the, there is, in fact, a cathedral in Chelmsford, uh, and it's just opposite the Golden Fleece pub um, where the club was formed. Uh, it's quite widely believed that when the club was being formed and, and, and all the paperwork was signed to, to create Chelsea City Football Club, um, they didn't decide on a name until they'd finished their meeting. Uh, the guys in charge came out of the Golden Fleece pubs for the uh, cathedral in front of them and just presumed that Chelmsford was a city. So Chelmsford City sounded quite well, rolled off the tongue, so uh, we've been called that ever since and occasionally been ridiculed for it due to the fact we're not actually a city. But, um, yeah, Chelmsford, um, other major um, things about Chelmsford perhaps is the V Festival, which happens each year. Um, which brings in a lot of international stars to our Highlands Park. Um, it's a massive music festival, brings in tens of thousands, even hundreds of thousands of people um, over one weekend each year. Um, but if you're looking for um, something to do on a match day, uh, there's plenty of um, traditional pubs in and around the train station and in and around the, the actual ground itself. Um, just adjacent to the train station is the original plough, um, which has recently been refurbished. Um, the train station is actually on Duke Street, which is um, one of the more alcohol-based um, 
streets in, in Chelmsford, lots of pubs and uh, various bars and things, and that um, leads on to the High Street, which is just a short walk from the train station, um, which has got, again, all different kinds of different foods and and, um, and bars, including the weather spoons for anyone that, that likes that sort of thing. Um, so there's plenty to do if you get to the ground uh, or get to Chelmsford. The ground's a little way from the town centre, but it's well served by buses, uh, the 54 and 56 in particular, uh, and also the 47 if you just happen to find one going past you. Um, otherwise, if you're coming on the train and you want to get up to the ground straight away, I'd recommend getting in a taxi. A taxi would probably be around between £5 and £10 um, to the ground, uh, but it will get you there in about 10 minutes, I'd say. It's a reasonable walk if you know where you're going. Um, there's some fairly direct ways of getting there. Uh, but I, I'd say if you if you don't know where you're going and you want to walk from the station, uh, it could take you about 30 or 40 minutes. So if you're new uh, new to the area, I'd recommend jumping in a taxi. Um, up and around the ground, um, the area of Chelmsford that the ground is situated in, in, in Melbourne, um, it's sort of um, a very well built up housing sort of area. Um, there's a nice green field nearby. If, it, if, you, if we'd have been playing in April and the weather might have been a bit better, I'd recommend a picnic, but perhaps not this weekend when the weather's a little bit sketchy, to say the least. But um, there's some decent pubs near the ground. Um, the Red Lion uh, is not far away. Uh, the Red Beret, sorry, not the Red Lion. The Red Beret is just at the end of Salerno Way. Um, but I, I think if you're looking for a beer, you'd probably best serve actually uh, wandering into town before making it up to the ground and all. And then, uh, obviously, having a beer or two in the clubhouse, which is uh, got ample facilities, nice and big, uh, decent screens for watching football if there's any live football on before. And, um, yeah, so that's Chelsea. Well, Chris, thank you. Wow, that um, that's a very nice roundup, you know. Uh, I, I mean, I have a feeling that uh, the way that the season is going, that uh, Fleet and Chelmsford might meet after these two games. So uh, yeah, it's going to be a uh, it's going to be a horse race all the way to the end. Chris, mm. thank you so much. And do you have any questions for me? Just uh, do I have any questions for you? I do actually. Um, okay. I did sort of wonder how Ebbsfleet are getting on because the last time I saw Chelsea play against Ebbsfleet, other than a friendly and I think of an FA Cup game, mm-hmm. um, was quite some time ago in the actual competitive game when they were actually Gravesend and. Um, How's the whole My Football Club thing going? I think there was a lot of publicity with it to start with, uh, but I've not really heard much about it since. Is the structure of the club all safe and sound and, and working well? Well, um, it's sort of been on a on a kind of a downward slope, and we're still trying to find our level. So, you know, we started off with a bang, as you know, 31,000. Mm. Um, now we just had renewals, and it wasn't quite what we wanted. We're, we're hoping to be around 2,000, being optimistic here. I think the one thing that's been uh, the constant at the club has been the coach, Liam Daesh. Because he's had to build sides from nothing, I guess, two or three seasons in a row. And he's um, he's just done an excellent job. I mean, you know, we're fourth place. I'm looking at the... Uh, at the standings, we're in fourth place. We had a great um, FA Cup run. Yeah. Um, and so we're kind of, you know, we're, we're, we're moving along, you know. Um, you know, we'd like to get the, the finances a bit, uh, a bit better. You know, we'd like to have some more consistency. 
Fantastic. Yeah, I look forward to that. Um, yeah, as soon as your link comes through, I'll, uh, I'll flag that to the Munster Chelmsford fans. So I'm sure they'll be very impressed because I don't think any other club does anything like that. So, uh, yeah, that'd be fantastic. Well, great. Well, thank you. I mean, thank you for, for being part of it, for making it. So, uh, all right, Chris, well, good luck to you Saturday. Good luck to Chelmsford Thanks, yeah. for the rest of the season. I mean, we're competing, but still, you know, good luck. And uh, say hi to the number one fan. <laughs> Oh, Caroline. <laughs> yes, Caroline. I'll, I, make uh, I'll make a point of telling you I've spoken to you, yeah. And also, um, we've also got to play, play each other again before the end of the season. Anything else from, uh, from City? Um, we can certainly arrange, arrange anything uh, when we come to your place. So, yeah, it's been great talking to you, mate. Okay. Thank you. Take care. Thanks, mate. See you soon. You too. Bye. Bye. Thanks a lot, Chris. Now the highlights. It was a little match last Wednesday at Lewis. We won 3-0 and are now in second place behind Braintree. Two goals by Ashley Carew and one by Callum Willock sealed the deal. It's off tomorrow to Chelmsford and a very tough match. Comings and goings. Well, we have to say goodbye to Joe Hagen and hello to Jacob Erskine. Good luck, Joe, and let's hope you get some first-team work. You can read about this on the Epsfleet website and my football club website. As for the ladies, <clears throat> they keep fighting on. Unfortunately, they lost to Ipswich Town 2-0 at home. Now, last Sunday's match at Luton Town was postponed. I believe the ladies face Old Actonians this Sunday, which should put them back on track. Although both teams have 16 points, they are 9th and 10th respectively out of 12 teams. Keep on fighting, ladies. And here are the websites. MyFootballClub.co.uk for all your MyFootballClub news. EbsleetUnited.co.uk for all your Ebsleet news. Follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com backslash MyFootballClub and on Twitter at Twitter.com backslash MyFootballClub. MyFC Merchandise myfootballclub.bigcartel.com and adopt a player myfootballclub.co.uk adopt a player we still have the 30 day free trial myfctrial.com and don't forget if you haven't renewed you can still renew still support myfc still a member until next time this is your humble narrator signing off up the fleet when I want you in my arms, when I want you and all your charms, whenever I want you, all I have to do is dream, 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 dream. Gee whiz, I 
Christmas tree.